0: Hello and welcome once again to another episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by producer Adam, so him and I can sit down to talk about the 1989 Batman, which stars Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson, just in time for the brand new Batman movie coming out this Thursday. So, after the trailer, we give to you Batman.
1: Batman. The critics call it spectacular, says Gannett newspapers. Gene Shalit says Jack Nicholson is colossal. CBS TV says
0: it's a terrific time at the movies. And Rolling Stone magazine declares it a triumph. You can't take your eyes off it. Where are you? I'm Batman. Critics rave Batman could be the movie of the decade. Rated PG-13. Now playing. Hello, and welcome back to the Couch Potato Podcast. I am Russ. Uh, Lucas is off again this week. Imagine that. But uh, I am joined once again by the incomparable producer, Adam. Adam, how are you doing tonight, my friend? I am doing very well. And yourself? I'm doing A-OK, man. Peachy keen. Awesome. But, hey, you know what? I'm glad that you're on here tonight because you and I share a very – uh, what's the word? like, We really appreciate the movie we're doing tonight. Uh, we're uh, in conjunction with the release of The Batman, which comes out in theaters this Thursday. Uh, we decided to talk about the 1989 Batman, which oh. very excited about. Love that movie. Um, I personally am a little bit more partial to The Dark Knight, but uh, this particular Batman, uh, I think, is the reason why I'm a huge movie fan now. And, uh, Adam, you actually, this is your favorite Batman movie, right? My favorite Batman, yeah. Yeah. I thought so. I remember you and I have discussed this before, and I think uh, it has caused uh, us to almost throw blows in our <laughs> former uh, employer's warehouse over this, yeah. where we broke uh, uh, brooms and st- norm- you know, numerous sticks <laughs> to almost yeah. throw down. Um, yeah. So – you're, uh, you don't remember uh, Batmania from 1989, do you? Like the summer this oh. came out?
1: Uh, well, I was... I mean, I was, did you
0: live? I did not live through Batmania, no. Okay. Yeah, bat, bat, Batmania, like I personally, it's something I've never seen from a movie since then. I mean, Batman in the summer of 89 was fucking everywhere. Um, I distinctly remember Taco Bell, the cinnamon twist, mm-hmm. were in the shape of the bat symbol. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Converse had Batman shoes. There was a video game. Jackets, shirts. I remember I could not convince my mom to let me get uh, the bat symbol cut into my hair. (laughs) And uh, I remember I seen this in movie theaters opening day. And the line at the old theater downtown, the Regent, which my my favorite movie theater here in the area um, as a kid. I loved the way it was set up, but... The line for the very first showing was at a, like a 1.30. and yeah. The line went from the inside the theater because the box office was like at this little booth inside. It went all the way around a block. And by the time me and my mom got to the front of the line to buy tickets, the first showing it sold out. So we had to wait for the next showing at like 4.15. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a pretty
1: long line for, uh,
0: you know. Uh, and, and,
1: too, I think, like, before this movie, I don't think a uh, superhero movie pulled such a crowd.
0: Like, well, I mean, really, the only superhero movies was uh, Superman with Christopher Reeve.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then they had Superman 2, which was awesome. And then you had those shitty sequels, which, oh, Like, I uh, I came across the Superman 4 not too long ago, and I sat and watched, like, 20 minutes of it. And I, I- was just
1: do that you lost 20 minutes of your life yeah
0: I was like fuck I can't get this back now so I, I shut off like nope can't do it but uh, I think superhero movies in general had kind of lost like they started out so promising with uh, Superman and yeah. then they kind of died off until Batman came out Like, I
1: mean you got the crappy Captain America movie too but... But yeah
0: Marvel I, I remember Marvel tried to step in and uh, <laughs> do theirs uh, I think those uh, Marvel movies had came, come out after Batman though yeah. Well, no, they had the one with Captain America. Didn't he have the motorcycle helmet? It was pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I then
1: seventies um, the or something like that.
0: Yeah, I do remember there was a Captain America from I think it was nineteen ninety, and they also did the Punisher with uh, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, but yeah, it wasn't really until yeah Batman really I think kickstarted the. I I kind of say that Batman's kind of like the. Uh, the godfather of the, the time we live in now where basically like everybody's trying to get a piece of the comic book pie. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, because I mean, like the marketing campaign, although I mean, like I said nothing I've seen is as crazy as Batman was in 89, but like I mean, you've got Marvel now has their own multiverse. DC has tried to do that unsuccessfully. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, even before that, I mean, New Line had a piece of it. Sony's in the game a little bit, too. So, yeah, yeah I, I think Batman kind of kick-started the, the comic book uh, era that we're in right now, I think.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Batman, um, and uh, then later um, in the early 2000s, you had Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, Spider-Man, and, the X-Men. Yeah. And then we were off after that. Yeah. Even to a lesser extent, Blade, I remember Blade was pretty popular, too. Yeah. Um, so when was the first time you seen Batman since you weren't in the thick of Batmania? Um, the first time I saw
1: Batman, um, it was uh, slightly before uh, Batman Forever came out, which I think was 1997. I want to say it was 1997. I think
0: Batman Forever was 95. I think Batman <laughs> Robin was 97. That, that's That's right. You're right. But um, I don't acknowledge that movie, so. <laughs> also not a fan of Batman Forever either.
1: <laughs> um which actually was uh one of my uh little fun facts too uh but uh, uh we'll get into that later but i saw it right before batman forever came out um i remember um watching it um and batman returns uh because my my parents had taken us to go see uh batman forever at the drive-in movie theater here in town mm-hmm. and uh yeah, no, nothing compares to the first one. Like Batman Forever wasn't even that. Like as a kid, of course, I'm gonna like Batman Forever because it's got the Riddler and the Two Face. But like growing up and, and uh growing more of
0: an appreciation for
1: Batman, like that that's not a very good movie.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, now it, I will say Batman Returns is on par with the original Batman. I like it just as much as the first one.
1: I I like it, yeah. Um, uh, maybe not as much as the first one, but I maybe
0: slightly less, but it's still really really it, good. It is. Um,
1: But, yeah, I remember, um, uh, I
0: believe it was just on
1: VHS. We had rented it, and we'd watched those movies before we went to go see the new one.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I know for me, like I I said, I've seen it opening day at the movie theater uh, on a very balmy June twenty third, 1989. But this movie holds a record for me. This is the movie I've seen the most times inside of a movie theater. I seen this movie 10 times when it was in theaters as oh, a kid. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. I fucking loved, I was so wrapped up in the Batman craze. Cause he's always been my favorite comic book character to begin with. And then the fact he's yeah. he was in a movie and I had watched the show and the show is like, I mean, show's cool for what it is. It's campy as fuck, but yeah, like this Batman was just completely different. And I was like, I was just so mesmerized by, you know, the all black suit. You had the Joker. Yeah.
1: It had more of that 80s uh uh dark night kind of vibe to it.
0: Mm. Yeah, and then like Prince is doing the soundtrack too.
1: Oh yeah. Man, That's... one of the best soundtracks I think too.
0: Oh yeah. Soundtrack's awesome. Uh my uh wife was watching it yesterday. And she uh the, the song that plays at the end credits, she was like, "What are they playing?" I was like, "That's Prince. He does the whole soundtrack." <laughs> yeah. But it's not just a couple songs. He's like the entire soundtrack i even bought the cassette tape oh wow the batman soundtrack yeah it just it's the bat symbol
1: mm-hmm. this
0: is music by prince on it
1: yeah i will say that this is the only um movie that i own both the original score for and uh the original soundtrack for because the score is also awesome. <laughs> oh
0: is- dude the score is awesome on this i was hoping that you were going to bring that up uh to this day, uh, one of my favorite scores is, like, just the Batman theme. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but don't they use that in the animated series, too? So, that was actually... Or a variation one. of it? Yeah, there, there's a variation
1: of it. That's actually one of my facts, too. Um, oh, shit.
0: Well, save it for that.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, but um, I do uh, like how they use Manny Elfman's uh, Batman theme in Justice League. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite parts. I nerded out so hard when they used that theme. Oh, yeah. Like the same Batman. It was so cool. And they even used uh, 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 John Williams' uh, Superman theme for that movie, too. And, like, I nerded out super hard when I heard both of those songs.
0: Yeah, some of the best stuff of the Justice League movie. (laughs) And what's really cool is Michael Keaton's coming back to play Batman. in The Flash, which isn't the – I think The Flash is coming out. I think it's this December, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. And then uh, he's going to be back in Batgirl, which I think is in 2023. Yeah. I don't know. Like I've said before, like all the years are running together at this point. I think it's still 2020. (laughs) I think I actually said that at work uh, last week. Uh, I think I said it was 2020. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. No, it's not. It's 2022 now.
1: The world ended in twenty nineteen. We're just uh, we're just living in the after effects.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. Something weird happened. I think Biff finally got Gray's sports almanac and Marty and Doc couldn't get it, so this <laughs> we're living in Biff's alternate two thousand and twenty one. Oh crap. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um I don't remember whether we had this discussion or not on the Dark Knight episode, which we've done. I think it was back uh, last summer. You can catch yeah. that on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. But uh, Best Batman and Joker in movies. Uh, these are pretty two pretty strong contenders. I mean, the Joker, there's only been three, but we don't really count Jared Leto. Well, uh, four, because uh, four, Mark Hamill, also they did the Mask of the Phantasm, too.
1: Yeah, but what about uh, also, um, uh, what's his name? Um in the Joker, the, the the new movie. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, I don't really consider that a Batman movie, though, really. No, I, mean, he's not not, I mean, they allude to the Waynes in that. but I mean, Bruce is in there. He's, yeah. <laughs> you know what, fuck it? We'll throw them all in there. We'll throw all of them into the pot. Okay. Um, right. Best Batman and Joker put to uh, to film. Okay. Go. Uh, best Batman,
1: and this is not counting uh bruce wayne as a character this is strictly batman i think would be michael keaton Mm -hmm. excellent excellent batman oh man he's and he's so creepy too like that's like the the thing that i like about him the most is that like he's supposed to be scary to the bad guys and he he pulls that off really really well Mm -hmm. um and uh when it comes to bruce wayne though um Christian Bale and Ben Affleck, uh, both pull off Bruce Wayne, uh, really, really well. Um, he's supposed to be, uh, you know, billionaire playboy philanthropist and, um, Christian Bale does that really, really well. Um, he, you can tell that he is putting on Bruce Wayne and the real person is Batman. Mm -hmm. And, um, the reason why I like Ben Affleck and a lot of people don't, uh, but he's also supposed to be the world's greatest detective. And, in that, like you get to see him doing detective work. You literally don't get to see Batman do any detective work in any of the Batman films, except for Michael Keaton does a little bit when he sits in front of his computer, but you don't get to actually see him go out and be a detective. Yeah. And, and I think Ben Affleck likes getting to see Ben Affleck do that. And then also like watching be like Batman fight, Batman, you know, I, I still think Michael Keaton pulls it off better, but um, Yeah. I think Michael Keaton does Batman the best and the other two do Bruce Wayne uh, better than him. Mm. Uh, as far as Joker is
0: concerned, uh, we've had this discussion. <laughs> I think we, we even talk about it in the, uh, the dark Knight episode, but uh, not a lot of people listen to that. So fuck it. We'll just go over <laughs> it again.
1: Um, I, I like Heath Ledger. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's great. He's, he's one of the best things about that. Like he is the best thing about that movie. Um he makes the movie. He's every single bit of that movie would not be as good as if it weren't for him. And he pulls off the role really well. But he's just a psychopath. I I, I don't see the entire joker there. I mm. don't I mean, he's good. Don't get me wrong. I, I like him a lot. But a lot of the Joker is goofy, gleeful, like you get little bits of that in The Dark Knight. But it's mostly just a dude who's angry and kind of psychotic and, you know, has the face paint. <laughs> you know, and I, I really like um, uh, Nicholson. I, and I know that you said that Nicholson is just, you know, <laughs> it's Jack Nicholson telling him out of acid and, and he, he's the Joker now, which is true, uh, but you also get to see him be weird and goofy and artistic and uh, pulls out a comically oversized gun to kill his own goon. Like, that's so great. Mm. <laughs> and I think that part of Joker, like, he doesn't pull off the psychopath very well, as Nick Nicholson doesn't. But he does pull off the gleeful, happy weirdo better than Heath Ledger does. So my vote goes for Nicholson just because that's the kind of joker that I grew up knowing. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, they're, they're both pretty good in their own sense.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, I, I'm in the ledger camp. I, I kind of, I think I, I threw my case down in the dark Knight episode. I just, I think since those movies are a little bit more grounded in reality, you needed a more realistic take on the character. Yeah. So that's kind of where I went with, with that uh plus like i think that the joker if that that version of joker i think i don't want to ever say this and i hope that i never spawn someone to like take this on but like that could be somebody like that could be a real person yeah uh i now watching this on sunday i do enjoy jack nicholson's joker quite a bit yeah, I really do like his Joker. Like, I love the the hand buzzer that burns the guy to a crisp. <laughs> so funny. Um, I I just uh, like the scene in the Guggenheim where they're just like destroying those paintings and stuff, and he's kind of like Jack's just throwing a hundred in that scene. I'll get oh, to that scene later on. And
1: uh, when he stops the guy, and he's like, "No, I like this one." Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, he does throw a lot more of the the comic elements. I think he. He's a scarier version of the Cesar Romero Joker from the, the old 60s yeah. television show, which that Joker kind of has that vibe too, but yeah, that Joker is kind of a buffoon.
1: He is, and he's not like a psychopath or any kind of smart, really. Mm-hmm.
0: And also, uh, the Jack Nicholson bat, uh, Joker actually has one of my favorite kills in a movie, period when he throws the pin and the quill gets stuck in that guy's neck and it kills him. I fucking love that scene. And he just turns (laughs) around and says, the pin is indeed mightier than the sword. (laughs) I love that. But uh, yeah, Heath would be my pick uh, as the best joker. But I I really do like Jack. I I did enjoy revisiting that. Uh, I'm with you though, man. Like if you're judging strictly as Batman, Michael Mm. Keaton's Batman is the best. He's got the coolest suit. That to this day, that's still my favorite Batman suit. I fucking yeah. love that all black. Uh, I mean, I know that it's got to be cumbersome to like turn your head. Yeah. And even to it, this day, if I ever do anything to my neck and I can't turn my head, I always just end up turning like Batman, just turning my whole body. Yeah. But, yeah, like that Batman is scary, and he doesn't have to use that voice. That's going to be the, the biggest knock against Christian Bale's Batman is the, the, the voice that you don't really need. <laughs> um, I do like Affleck's Batman too. Like, I really like. He's uh, he kind of has that uh, Dark Knight Returns vibe where he's just kind of like he. He re- just really beats the shit out of people. Just it's just, it's very like it's very violent how he fights. Yeah, and like you said, yeah, he does do a little bit more detective work. Now, in Christian Bale's case, though, they do the whole gun thing in the dark or the dark night where he's Yeah recreates the where the bullet comes from and everything. So he does a little bit of detective work. Yeah. A little bit. Um uh, yeah, but I've also I've always felt too that like to be a good Batman you do have to pull off Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um I do buy him a little bit more in this one. Uh it's like I hadn't watched Batman in quite a while. Uh yeah. Michael Keaton's got a lot of hair in this <laughs> one. I, I I don't know why I remember him like I thought his hair was Kind of like mine now, kind of thinning, yeah. not as prominent, but he gets uh, some thick locks, and he also gets to, uh, he gets in a sack with Kim Basinger, so that's, you get brownie points for that too.
1: One of my favorite Bruce Wayne moments, and this isn't in my best scene or anything, so I'm not like treading on anything, is when because he's supposed to be like quirky, he's not he's not all there still as Bruce Wayne, and one of my favorite things is when he's talking to to um, Uh, the reporters, and it's like, oh, it's Bruce Wayne, give me a grant. He's just like,
0: Alfred, write this man a grant.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's so funny, because he's just so matter-of-fact about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he seems to be a little bit... I don't know, Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne is kind of a dick. Yeah. Uh, You really don't get to see too much of Affleck in the, uh, the playboy role outside of the party. Yeah. And even then, he's really... Batman in disguise, per se, as Bruce <laughs> yeah. Wayne, or as Batman like at the party. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that that moment that where he, uh, at the, the dinner, and then, like, subsequently the date with Vicky Vale and stuff, like, you know, you kind of get to see a little bit of that. But he's not, like, I don't know, like, I think with him, too, you don't really get to see the Playboy aspect of him too much. Yeah. And, I mean, that's one of the things... I was sure it would have been a happy medium, you know, like you don't have to be the asshole that Christian Bale is, but right, I don't know, he just seems like he's kind of like a a billionaire, but it's like, hey, you know, like I met you on uh you know like realmatch dot com or something, and I'm on a <laughs> date
1: now, that
0: being said and um and our
1: our, our picks are cast. I still have to throw out an honorable mention to Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Oh, for sure, for sure. Series. But, so iconic, but you can't really count them because they can do things in, animated, in the animated medium that you can't do in the films. Mm-hmm. But still, Mark Hamill's laugh as the Joker is the best Joker laugh out of any Joker. I don't care what Joker it is. You know it's Mark Hamill laughing when you hear that Joker laugh, and uh, Kevin Conroy, like his, his uh, switch between um, Bruce Wayne and Batman, like that voice switch is what most uh like film actors should m- mimic because that's perfect. Like you, my like, like, where is she? You know, like you don't need that. You need you know just darker and and heavier, not you know voice changing
0: I wish that uh, that app was was it was yeah, yeah you could uh, use Kevin Conroy's voice for uh, navigational purposes he would give you turn by turn directions yeah but I'd use GPS enough to weren't keeping the app so I just did away with it and now I kind of regret doing it because I think once you delete it you don't get that voice anymore yeah So, god damn it <laughs> <laughs> alright well you ready to knock some categories out sir Sure am. All right. The tale of the tape uh, Batman was released on June the 23rd, 1989. This stars Jack Nicholson, Michael Keaton, Kim Basinger, Robert Wool, Billy D. Williams, and Pat Hingle. Directed by Tim Burton with a Rotten Tomatoes score of 72% from critics and 84% from audiences. Made $411 million on a $48 million budget, which Now, a comic book movie would have a $400 million budget and Mm -hmm. have to make a billion dollars even crack even. Yeah. Uh, Surprised to learn that this did win an Academy Award for Best Art Direction, which deservedly so. This movie is gorgeous to look at. Oh, for sure. And uh, you can stream this on Hulu. Hmm, Not on HBO Max. It's on Hulu. I had to do a double take when I uh, hopped on old JustWatch.com. I'm like, Hulu? Really? I, I never want to doubt them because they've never led me astray before, but I had to get on my Roku TV and look it up. And sure enough, the uh, Batman is on Hulu, but it's not on HBO Max.
1: That's weird. Yeah. Mm. Come on, HBO
0: Max. Well, you know what? I cut them some slack. They are they're by far the best streaming service, I think. Yeah. Just they're, strictly their catalog. Uh, they don't shit the bed like Paramount Plus.
1: <laughs> True. Paramount's been the worst.
0: Yeah, I still don't get why they don't have their iconic movies on there, but you know what, though? They got the first three seasons of Yellowstone, so no one gives a shit. <laughs> um, the Detective Somerset Research Corner. Uh, I There's a ton of stuff to dig into with this movie. Yeah. I kept my facts to uh, more casting mm-hmm. stuff, which I thought was uh, kind of fascinating. Um Robin Williams was offered the role of the Joker, and he accepted it after Jack Nicholson hesitated, but uh, producers went back to Jack and said, hey, we're going to give this to Robin Williams if you don't accept it. So then Jack Nicholson accepted the role, leaving Robin Williams out in the cold. Hmm. And I guess Robin Williams would not do anything for Warner Brothers at all until they apologized to him. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like something Robin Williams would do. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I guess it's a little fucked up, you know, like kind of using him as like, okay, well, we'll give it to you on the condition that he doesn't take it. Cause you're right. not our first choice. I'd I feel a little hurt by that, too. It's like, okay, I'm not good enough to play this, even though he doesn't. I'll do it. He doesn't mm-hmm. know if he wants to do it, but yet you're going to keep going back to him. Right. Um, and I also found out, too, that uh, John Lithgow also auditioned for the role of the Joker. Okay. Which I can I can maybe buy that. Yeah,
1: yeah, he would it still not doesn't have the uh the name as uh as Jack Nicholson did. I mean John is still funny though, I could see that.
0: Yeah, which I found to be weird. Uh Jack I mean I guess it's not really weird considering uh how big of a star Jack was, but yeah, this is one of the only times where you'll see the villain ahead of the the hero in this type of uh-huh. movie too. Yeah. But I mean when you're Jack Nicholson though, who are you gonna put <laughs> above him in the credits, really. I mean, if you're playing the lead, who are you going to... Like, I can't think of anybody. Um, No. Sean Connery, maybe. No, I'd still put Nicholson ahead of Connery. I mean, Sean Connery is iconic, but, I mean, you're talking arguably one of the ten most iconic actors of all time in Jack Nicholson.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: There's an actor, Christian Slater, models his whole career after just doing a... <laughs> a mediocre Jack Nicholson impression. I mean. Yeah. Mel Gibson, Charlie Sheen, Pierce Brosnan, and Bill Murray were all considered for the role of Bruce Wayne Batman before Michael Keaton was cast. Bill Murray, no. Well, Ivan Reitman, Mike, uh, was attached to direct this at one point, and that's who he wanted to play Batman.
1: Okay. I mean, Ivan Reitman is great, and so is Bill Murray, but... No, they, they, I'm glad we missed that, Mark.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you uh, remember this or uh, had read about it, but uh, apparently a lot of people were pissed off that Michael Keaton got cast as Batman. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I remember as a kid, uh, my grandfather reading in the newspaper that uh, they had cast Michael Keaton as Batman, and he was so pissed off they didn't give it to adam west which i was reading adam west i think was 60 yeah when batman came out so i'm like well isn't adam west kind of (laughs) old but i think uh, a lot from what i read was the fact that michael keaton before this was mostly known for being in uh, comedies he was in uh, mr mom beetlejuice gung-ho all this stuff and he he had done some dramatic stuff, but not, like, the caliber of Batman. Yeah. And I guess uh, Warner Brothers received over 50,000 letters protesting the casting, and even Bob Kane, who created Batman, was not a fan of Michael Keaton being cast as Batman. Huh. Well,
1: Bob Kane, you're wrong.
0: Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, he fucking shoved it in your guys' face. <laughs> so we'll get to a little bit of that later on. Uh, Tim Burton really wanted Ray Liotta to be in his Batman movie from what I was reading. He offered him the role of Bruce Wayne, the Joker, and Harvey Dent, and Ray Liotta turned them all down. Hmm. Uh, Liotta said in a 2016 interview that he regrets turning down the role of Bruce Wayne, even though outside of the Dark Knight, he's not a fan of comic book movies at all. <laughs> um, Kim Basinger was the original choice to play Vicki Vale, but her agent wouldn't let her meet with producers unless they made her an offer. So they cast Sean Young as uh, Vicki Vale instead, who most of our listeners from uh, the demographics that I see on our stats all the time, you will know Sean Young as uh, Lois Einhorn from Ace Ventura Pet Detective. <laughs> um, but Sean Young had to drop out. She suffered a horse riding accident. Uh, during pre-production of this. So they made a call to Basinger, offered her the role, she took it, the rest is history. Yep. And, this was interesting as well, Michelle Pfeiffer considered oh. auditioning for that role as well. Okay. But uh, she was dating Michael Keaton, and Michael Keaton was against her auditioning because he felt it would be weird to play alongside his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, okay. Which August- I guess turned out for the, be for the better because... Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is cast in the sequel as Catwoman, who yeah. is really on par with Jack Nicholson's Joker. Is like she yes. knocks it out of the park as Catwoman. She, she's probably my favorite Catwoman. Well, no, I don't think anybody's gonna. I can't see anybody else as Catwoman outside of Michelle Pfeiffer. Now, I haven't seen the Batman yet, so I reserve yeah. judgment on Zoe Kravitz. She could be awesome. She's credited
1: as uh, Selena Kyle, though, and I thought it was weird that they... I, I, I know probably why they did it, because it was more like, you know... But they never called her Catwoman in uh, Dark Knight Rises, either.
0: Mm-mm. Yeah, even though they allude to it when she, uh, the goggles are flipped up and they're like cat yeah. ears and stuff. Yeah. Um, the last one that I have is uh, the uh, character Dick Grayson, who uh, comic book fans will know as Robin, was originally written into this movie, and Kiefer Sutherland was approached to play him. Okay. Kiefer Sutherland from uh, the show 24 the Lost Boys. Uh, what's that show? Designated Survivor where all the White House gets wiped out, and he's like the secretary of, uh, I don't know, like public transportation or something. I don't know. Never watched it. Don't care, too. Big, awesome. big Kiefer fan. Didn't care to watch Free- the show.
1: Three Musketeers is also a good one.
0: So. Oh, yeah, he is in that one, too. And Flatliners, which yeah. I dig that movie. I know that movie is very... A lot of people don't like it. I personally yeah. really dig, dug it. Uh, they were supposed... The Graysons were supposed to appear in the movie briefly, but once Sutherland turned it down, they eventually just wrote the character out of the script completely. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's a good call. That's a good. It's a good story without him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't really need him. I personally uh, could take or leave Robin. Yeah. I mean, I know he's a cool character, especially the Nightwing character. do dig that one, but, like, I don't. I've always preferred Batman working alone. Yeah, me too. Um, Do you have any cool facts you want to throw out there?
1: I do. um, I'm going to try and and go off my notes here um, uh, just because I don't want to get them pulled up. But I think I remember everything, so just bear with me for a second.
0: Adam, they they got this invention called uh, paper and pen. I, they do, uh, but I didn't use that because I was lazy. Oh, see, <laughs> I use modern technology. I use my iPad. Oh, there you go. Yeah, see, that's I'm, the only thing I use it for now. It seems like is notes and to let my daughter watch uh, cartoons on it. <laughs> I'm I'm not as hip. I, I don't have uh, I don't have the
1: technology on hand,
0: <laughs> um, but. uh
1: uh, one of my first facts is actually about the uh, merchandising for uh, the movie. Merchandising, uh, merchandising, merchandising. So, I mean, they had a whole bunch of toys that came out with this movie, and oh, I, 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 had I had them. Yeah, me too. I uh, I had uh, like the the Bat Car. I had uh, I had uh, Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne, which you could put like a cowl on uh, and just change him into Batman that way. Um, and then they had the uh, the Wayne Manor, which is Part of my, uh, my my fact here is the Wayne Manor that they used uh, for the 1989 Batman, um, it came in three parts. It had the uh, front of the manor, and then it had like the uh, parlor with the uh, the um, like breakaway uh, clock that you could go into the the Batcave with. And then it had the villain's lair on the back, which actually in the 89 version – um, was the factory that Jack Napier drops into the vat of acid and spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the 1989 Batman, but it's from 1989.
0: So yeah, where the can... fuck have you been?
1: <laughs> Jack Napier's the Joker,
0: um, so... which I am not a fan of, by the way, do not like that call at all, but yeah, no, but, uh, uh, it has, uh,
1: the factory where he drops into, It has like this little detachable vat that you can put down in there. It's like a, a trap door. Um, that being said, uh, I uh, I did not have that particular Wayne Manor. I had I had a bunch of the other stuff. I had the Bat Car. I had uh, Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne and everything. Uh, when um, Batman Forever came out, they used the exact same model <laughs> for that that uh, that Wayne Manor, but they colored it differently. They colored it in like darker colors and green, and they made the the factory on the back into, like, I guess, the Riddler's lair. Uh And it still has the vat that you can detach. (laughs) So there's, like, a vat of acid that you can drop a villain into. But that never happens in Batman Forever at all. It's just completely uh, a redesign of the original 1989 Batman toy.
0: (laughs) It's it's just like, you know what, fuck it. Kids are going to buy it (laughs) if they want it anyways. Give them something different. They make their own movie. (laughs) But,
1: uh... Yeah, that was mine for the uh, the merchandising side of it, and then um, my second fact was that uh, they actually had uh, uh, worked out a deal with Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson's still making money from this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. I and, was gonna put that in mind, but I decided not to.
1: Yeah, uh, he he gets so many royalties from this movie; it's it's crazy. He he earned a percentage of the profits, and l- literally, he could stop working and just make money from Batman.
0: <laughs> I. I know as of 2012, now there's been actors that have made more off of a single movie since then, but I know as of 2012 he had made $60 million just off of this role.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's crazy to me. That's that's really good. Uh, I don't know if his agent worked out that deal or he did, but whoever did.
0: Yeah, kudos to you. I want that guy to work for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because I think he got a flat rate salary, too, which I think he got a pretty substantial salary for this. Yeah. And then he also worked out, like, the points on the back end as well. Because mm-hmm. I know I have uh, – I was actually, right before you came on, I was reading some of the, like, stories about, like, the, the Batman Crazy 89. And uh, Warner Brothers, after all the merchandise shit that they sold – they still say that they have never made a profit off this movie, which I think is bullshit. They probably have, but
2: yeah, it just yeah,
0: makes they- you wonder like how much have they given to Jack Nicholson? Like how much <laughs> of a deal did he get?
1: Jack Nicholson made a profit
0: off this. Yeah, I was movie. Just like, yeah, Jack did okay. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, that's so crazy to me. I, I wish that I, like you know, had. If I were an actor, I wish I had a movie like Batman to to just make me money for the rest of my life.
0: Well, you know what's funny is when you uh, you brought that up. uh, When I was reading that same article, uh, they had done like uh, market testing. I think the the like January before the movie came out, Mm -hmm. and uh, Batman wasn't testing very well. As a matter of fact, do you remember the California raisins? Yeah. Uh, In uh, market research, the California raisins were more popular and well known entity. Than Batman was, huh. according to the people, because uh, yeah, I guess Warner Brothers was a little apprehensive that this was going to be a flop. Okay. Well, I mean, I know you had the stigma with Michael Keaton. And,
1: right. That's true.
0: Because uh, I did some re uh, not shit on your stuff, but uh, they put together like a really quick trailer mm-hmm. and put in movie theaters, and I guess that sold everybody on the movie. Yeah. After that, because I remember, like, I don't remember the Batman trailer, but I do remember uh, Star Wars Episode One. They did that, and me and my friends went and seen. Fuck, what was it? It was some real shitty, like, romantic comedy that come out. We yeah. bought tickets for it, and this was on like a Tuesday evening, mm-hmm. completely packed. Everybody was there for the Star Wars trailer. This is before like the internet was like a thing, like a big yeah. thing. And the minute that trailer was off, everybody fucking filed out of that movie theater. <laughs> like I don't care about the movie; I just wanted. Yeah, to I more. I didn't like. I paid like six bucks at the time to watch the the Star Wars trailer and left. And I guess a lot of people did that for the the Batman trailer too. So,
1: yeah. I mean, so, when when you don't have the medium of like the internet, you have to you have to go by what you can do.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that's like Jack took a well. I guess he didn't really take a gamble. He was going to get his either way. But the fact that he believed in this enough to write that into his contract yeah. and like, like his kids will live off of that the rest of their lives yeah. too. So
1: the same kind of, uh, same kind of tenacity and, and, uh, smarts that, uh, George Lucas had with his merchandising clause.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yogurt from Spaceballs too. He was trying to cash in on that merchandising stuff too.
1: <laughs> merchandising, merchandising,
0: merchandising. <laughs> um,
1: Uh, the next one that I had was, uh, uh, about the Batman animated series. Um, uh, they didn't get Danny Elfman to do the theme for it. Uh, but, uh, they did heavily, uh, reference his theme for, um, the, uh, the opening theme for the Batman animated series. They actually, um, wanted to model, uh, the series after the success of the, um, 89 Batman. Um, so they wanted to capture the feel. Mm-hmm. and um so the the composer uh, uh she was like yeah i i borrowed heavily from you know um the kind of motifs that danny elfman had written before and so like if you listen to them uh like side by side you can tell they're different but like it has the same kind of um tune to it you can you can definitely tell and um it's the muzak version of batman <laughs> right um and uh when uh, they were doing the um, the kind of the look and feel of the animated series, they wanted to copy the look and feel of Tim Burton's Batman. So um, they wanted it to be dark, but they also wanted it to because Tim Burton, the way he did um, the movie, he didn't want it to be set in a specific time period uh, because, it, it, like the the cars, they were kind of like you know 1950ish, and and the buildings were kind of gothic, um, kind of like you know. Old school New York, but n- you couldn't really tell because you know there were still computers and everything like that. And so they they did the same thing with uh, the animated series, and they wanted to capture that kind of tone. And they even used like black paper uh, to uh, um, uh, capture the the darkness of um, Tim Burton's Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was really cool. Like they, I, I know that they were trying to, to bank off the success of it, but just that that look and feel does. Batman justice. I think yeah. Burton's Batman is, is the quintessential, I think uh, cinematic Batman mm-hmm. in that.
0: A lot of shit boxes in Batman, the movie too. Like I noticed that uh Alexander Knox, I believe driving a Dodge Dart. <laughs> in the yeah. parade scene. Yeah. I, I, I watched when I watched it on Sunday, I was like, man, does anybody own a halfway decent car? Like half these cars look like <laughs> they don't run. Right like you get like uh you get the old like 1950
1: style fords and then you get like really crappy 80s cars.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like uh like i, I seen like the dodge dart in there and oh what was that hatchback uh vicky vale was driving? <laughs> like an old honda civic or something like that Yeah. I'm like god it's like jesus guys like i mean for an extra meal i'm sure you could have gotten some like at least cars that were like a couple of years old. They, they spent all the money on the Batmobile. (laughs) Oh dude. That is my favorite Batmobile by far is the one from this movie. It's got a, it's got a jet engine on it. (laughs) Um, I think I've spoken on the show before about like, if I won the lottery or this show becomes extremely successful and like I, money's no object to me. That would be another thing I would spend my money on foolishly is buying that Batmobile to where I could drive it around town. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'd pull into a fucking McDonald's and that thing. I would
1: buy one just to roast marshmallows from the fire coming out of the exhaust.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, somebody cuts you off in traffic, like, come on, dude. You, you really want to do this? <laughs>
1: um, but, uh, I, I only had a few more, um, uh, and they were the goofs that I did. Um, well, hey,
0: save them, because, okay. uh. I tell you what we're going to do, instead of the, uh, I dr- or the I Don't Like Sand, okay. we're going to make this uh, Adam's Goof Corner.
2: All right. That's, cool. that's the
0: best I could come up with on short notice, but I I, I really like the idea of that category, so we're okay. going to save her for this. All right. All right. So is, is those all the facts you got? Yep.
1: Those are all the facts that I had then.
0: All right. Well, the uh, I'll come up with a better name as we're uh, reading these off, so. <laughs> all right. Um. The I Drink Your Milkshake Award for the best scene of the movie. Uh, I will let you lead off first. Uh, What was your best or most favorite scene in the
1: movie? I drink your milkshake.
0: I drink it up.
1: Okay, so um, my most favorite scene of the movie is uh, the scene where um, uh, the Joker and the goons uh, go to the art museum and they decide to um, just make their own art. I I just love the, uh, everybody's so happy about it and they don't seem like they're, they're villains in a sense, just because they're, they're just there to make art, but it's still them vandalizing all this famous artwork. Mm. So it's, it's just that in itself is funny. And the, the, just the one liners that the Joker pulls off in that scene. I just love it. It's, it's so Joker. That is such a Joker crime to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's that's the one I had too, was uh, yeah. I believe that's called the Flugenheim Museum. Yeah. Um I like that just because it's Jack throwing a hundred miles an hour. Like he is Yeah. Like this is my favorite like parts of the movie with him in it, is just this whole museum scene. Uh yeah. plus you get the really cool entrance of Batman when he comes to say Vicky Vale. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he comes through the window. You get the Batman theme, which Yeah. Is, We've discussed earlier. So fucking awesome. Um, then you get to see the Batmobile for the first time. Yeah. And oh, then uh, okay. it culminates with that fight in the alley, uh, which I had never seen this before or since, but I always thought that was so cool when he's fighting the guy that pulls out the swords and you see the sparks flying off Batman's like, gloves. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know why. Like, if that scene's on TV, like I'm stopping and watching that scene at least.
1: Yeah. That's such a good fight scene.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, just the, the whole sequence in general, yeah. like you get just the Batmobile and even Batman makes a snide remark about Vicky Vale's weight. Oh yeah. Like, it was like, come on Batman. Do you really have to fat shame her? he's <laughs> like, yeah, you weigh a little more than 108. It's Like, God damn dude. It's fucking Kim Basinger. <laughs> he, he had to make sure that he, he could grapple the right way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I will say, uh, honorable mention, favorite scene uh, for me is the uh, the sequence, uh, the parade. Mm-hmm. I do like that scene, too, because you get yeah. Prince blaring through the loudspeakers, and Jack's just hamming it up. And then you can oh, see man. the bat wing, too. That that line is like,
1: he stole my balloons.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. So we're in agreement, and it's the, the museum sequence. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that one's pretty cool. I mean, like, uh, it's it's even like it's weird seeing Jack like his face, like the paint kind of. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that that scene for me is like if I see that on TV, that's actually uh, when I showed my son that movie for the first time. That's the scene that I would show him is like, check this out, this is so cool because then you get the Batmobile
1: because mm-hmm.
0: he's a fan of the uh, the Tumbler Batmobile, which is cool, but it's not the no. it's not it's the a... Bat the Batmobile. <laughs> The Tumblr Batmobile is, is a tank, and, like,
1: yeah, Batman would drive that sort of thing. It's cool looking, but the the sleek design of this Batmobile, I think, is what makes it cool for me. And plus, it still, like, behaves like a tank, even though it doesn't look like one. Mm. So,
0: All right, well, the Flugenheim Museum sequence is the best scene of Batman, at least to us. Um, I remember. Brand new category for this, uh, we're not going to do the I don't like sand, it's coarse and rough for the worst or most unnecessary scene in the movie. Simply because I wanted to, uh, last week you brought up uh, the goofs and I thought this was uh, uh, kind of a good sequence. I, I don't have a good name for it yet, so uh, I'm just going to call it uh, Adam's calling you out on your shit for the some goofs <laughs> that you've caught. We'll come up with something better. Like I just thought of that spur of the moment. So I'm yeah I'm sorry I, uh, for all seven of you that listen to us. I'm sorry that I come unprepared. But I thought this was a uh, cool idea. So Adam, let us know some goofs that you found in this movie. So um, one of the first goofs that
1: uh, you can notice in the movie is um, in the scene um, in the factory uh, when, when Jack gets dunked into um, the uh, vat of acid. Uh, one of the goons actually has a Smith and Weston that turns into a Colt and then back into a Smith and Weston again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just one of those things it's just like wait a second that gun's different <laughs> eh, it's probably just one of those things i'll just fucking give him a gun yeah it's just like okay props here uh, you're in charge of handing out the guns today uh, um and uh there's a lot of stuff like that like uh the stuff that you can just see that uh doesn't match um like one of the uh the scenes i think uh vicky Vale picks up a popcorn bowl and uh, in a couple of the cuts you can see that she's not holding the popcorn bowl anymore, but then the next cut she is. So I don't know if they uh, they reorganized that scene or uh, they just forgot to give her the popcorn bowl, but it's just, it, it disappears for a second.
0: Um, it's like, oh, fuck. It's, don't even worry about it. No one's going to notice except for some kid 30 years later.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, and... Uh, I was actually watching that scene with uh, where uh, Jack is, like, rubbing his head and he's got the face paint on, which they did the face paint really, really well on that because, like, the, the Joker paint's supposed to be his face, but then he's supposed to paint his face like he's normal. But you can tell that they, they gave him makeup that made him look not quite skin-toned. Mm. It looked like makeup, which is really good. I, I thought that was a really nice touch, but... Um, and a couple of those scenes where they cut back and forth between, um, him and Vicky Vale, uh, and he's dabbing his forehead. You can tell the shape of, uh, the makeup is changing and like, it's, it's like in a triangle shape and then it changes to like this just giant splotch. And you can, you can chalk that up to like, he's dabbing his head uh, while we're not seeing him, but you can just tell that it, it was, uh, it wasn't done exactly like the previous scene. Yeah. <laughs> so just continuity error there.
0: Well, that's the glory of four K. You can point out shit like that, like, you know, yeah. If we were watching that on the, uh, you know, just Blu Ray, like the the common folk <laughs> may have not may have not noticed that
1: throwing a DVD on a four K TV like a that's like that's fucking
0: blasphemy. Right? <laughs> You're like, dude, you could get a fucking video game system to upscale that shit. All right,
1: <laughs> um, and uh one of the last uh, goofs that i uh, that i had um, was uh, there's a bunch of coins on one of the floats that uh, that just get thrown out um, and uh, like in the scenes where they're they're on a the close up like it's it's bob and and the joker and and you can see the the float close up um, again you can you can count this to where like people were going in and grabbing all the money and stuff but um, it's just none of the stuff is there anymore uh huh <laughs> Let's just go on. It's just like, oh, we're not going to dress the scene anymore. We're 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 running out of money, so we're just going to do a close up and hope nobody notices.
0: <laughs> yeah, like every fucking dollar was accounted for. Like, no, <laughs> nobody was going away empty-handed at the Joker's parade. <laughs> All right, well, good stuff, man. Like i I've gotten so now, like I'll watch. Movies, like, ever since last week, I've watched a couple, and I'll try to find mistakes, and I just don't pay attention to them enough because I get wrapped up in the actual movie and just completely yeah. become oblivious to finding it. So I have to start watching shit like that. Sometimes it's really fun, and, like, uh, it, like
1: goofs that are just, you know, hey, wait a second, she was holding that bowl before. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes that's just fun to see.
0: Oh, did you get to watch Dick Tracy yet? Or? Oh, no, no, I haven't gotten to yet. Where essentially Madonna and Dick Tracy become like hooch from Turner and Hooch. It's like, damn, get a fucking umbrella or some shit. All right. Well, good stuff, Adam. Uh we might make that a recurring theme here on the old program. Okay. So if anything, uh even if you're not on, I'll have you uh contribute to uh some uh some goofs and uh Try to come up with a better name for that instead of what I said. Like, I don't even fucking remember what I called it a second ago. Well, it has to be movie-oriented, though. Yeah. But we'll, we'll think of something. We're, we're savvy lads around here. Right. We, we, we have to think of,
1: like, a, a, a name of, like, a goof that is well-known in, in cinema. I, I can't think of one right now, but I'm sure there well, I think one. the most
0: infamous one would have to be the Stormtrooper hitting his head. Yeah. I think er- I, everybody fucking knows that one. I mean, what, what are we going to call it? The Stormtrooper head bonk uh, segment? <laughs> I mean, in a pinch, <laughs> that'll work. All right, the Dylan, you son of a bitch award for the best line of the movie. Dylan! You son of a bitch. I have uh, just him uttering, I'm Batman. Uh, simply because like, since that's so early in the movie, um, I just kind of see that as, you know, basically Michael Keaton's fuck you to everybody that doubted that he wasn't going to be a good choice to play Batman. Batman. And it turns out like he's in the fucking costume and he says that and he is, I mean, that crook had to have shit his pants. No doubt about it. Like that dude has soiled himself. So, uh, going off of that, uh, that line,
1: just yeah, it's so creepy, and and when I was apprehensive to see uh, the Batman with uh, Robert Pattinson, I was like, okay, Robert Pattinson is Batman. I don't like that, you know. And it's probably the same feeling that everybody was towards Michael Keaton. But when I saw the trailer and uh, he just like lays into that guy and then just says, "I'm vengeance," oh man, it's like yeah, I'm sold now. Oh,
0: dude, same thing. I. I remember when that first trailer uh, came out, I had posted it on my, my Facebook, and I think I got a few comments that said that there's no way he's going to be any good. Yeah. And it's... And I think it's he still... I Hopefully he sheds the stigma of the Twilight movies, because he is actually a very good actor. He's mm-hmm. yeah. done a lot of really good stuff. Like uh, I haven't personally seen The Lighthouse yet, but I've heard he's fantastic in that. and There's some like indie stuff. I actually thought he was the best part of Tenet. Oh, he was great in Tenet. Yeah, and I, this looks fantastic, so, I hope that this is like, okay, we get it, Robert Pattinson was a vampire, sparkly vampire, but you know what though, he's also a pretty good fucking actor too, so. And now he's Batman. (laughs) Yeah, he's Batman, so he's automatically going to get, you know, a level of respect. Even George Clooney is in he made the worst Batman movie, put on film. I still love George Clooney. Same with Val Kilmer. I hate his Batman. I actually prefer Clooney's over Kilmer's. But Val Kilmer's still pretty awesome too, so Yeah. But um yeah, I just I mean that's a great uh like way to wrap this one into the new ones. Is, yeah, it's just like that kinda that line to me says like, Hey, yeah. I I'm gonna rock the shit out of this and Fuck you if you guys don't think I can do it. Right. So, I mean, that's my choice. Um, I do have an honorable mention. I think you and I were discussing this prior. (laughs) I really do love when Jack Nicholson, uh, after he shoots Bruce Wayne in Vicki Vale's apartment, he just says, never rub another man's rhubarb. I've always (laughs) wanted to use that in, like, a conversation, and I've never been able to fit it in. (laughs) I mean, I've still got time. Yeah. So, But I've always wanted to fit that into some kind of conversation. (laughs) <laughs> that's
1: that's such a good way to just leave a room,
0: <laughs> dude. I'm gonna do that now. Like, if somebody says something, <laughs> like whether they are like it's offensive or not, and it takes a lot to offend me, but I would just say, just never rub another man's rhubarb. Just fucking leave. Like that's a mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. That's a good idea. I'm gonna do that. Maybe I'll do it Thursday when we go see the Batman. All right. Yeah. I'll just say it to uh, to Mark as we leave. Just look at him saying, like, say, never rub another man's rhubarb. Just fucking walk away from him.
1: He just asks you how the movie is. And that's what you look up with and, and
0: go. Well, I can't do that, though, unless I get – because I bought a bunch of Girl Scout cookies off of him, so I – unless I get him before that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Well, if he listens to this episode, it's going to ruin the surprise, so. Right. But, yeah, I'm going to use that in a – I'm going to do it now. Maybe I'll use it at Christmas. <laughs>
1: awesome all
0: right well uh, what's your favorite line of the movie uh my favorite line of the movie uh I
1: think it uh it pales in comparison to yours but uh my favorite line of the movie is uh never dance with the devil uh, ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight um and uh I I have used that uh to um was, sometimes uh me and my family will play play like uh, movie trivia games and we'll, like, uh, say a line from a movie and have to guess what movie it's from. That's the line I always use from this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I can't say I'm Batman for that
1: particular game. but
0: Yeah. You know. Well, now you could say never never rub another man's rhubarb. I bet that'll leave a couple people stumped. <laughs>
1: right. But uh, I think uh, it's such a cool line. I don't know why I like it so much. It's just, I guess it's the same reason the Joker likes it. It doesn't make any sense, but it sounds good.
0: Yeah, it sounds cool, yeah. A uh, friend of the show, uh, Steven, who was on our Ocean's Eleven episode, he used to use that line all the time when we were kids. He would just randomly say that to people. He's going to try to be like some badass. He would just say, never dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. Like, dude, we're playing fucking basketball. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> don't, don't rub another man's <laughs> roof Damn, I'm going to have to use that now. I've got to use it at some point. It's going to drive me nuts. Um, <laughs> Do you have any honorable mentions? I think you would. Uh, uh, mention- no, oh, uh, I I did.
1: Uh, uh, Bob Gun uh, was one of mine, mm. <laughs> just because it's so matter of fact. And then uh, he just pulls out that gun and shoots him. It's just it's so unexpected. You don't expect like Bob's been there for the whole movie. Bob is like you know his- he
0: is fucking loyal.
1: Uh, Speaking of which, another honorable mention is, uh, it's mostly breath, but it's, Bob, you're my number one guy.
0: (laughs) All Jack Palance. Uh, uh, Tracy Walter, who plays Bob, I guess uh, is really good friends with Jack Nicholson. And uh, part of uh, Jack, I guess, swinging his dick around the room, like throwing his power around is he got him cast in that role. Okay. Yeah. Uh and I remember the toy uh Bob had his own toy. He was just called Bob the Goon.
1: Yeah. I think that's what he isn't he credited as Bob the Goon as I well. I think
0: I think he is. Yeah. <laughs> so what oh. wins uh, the best line of the movie?
1: I'm going to have to give it to yours. It's it's iconic. It's pretty much in all of Batman media now. Mm-hmm. It it's it really does lend uh credence to the fact that, you know, I'm Michael Keaton, and I'm going to show all you guys that I'm Batman.
0: Yeah. Fuck the haters. Yeah. <laughs> I do like, uh, the, the, Dance with the Devil and the Pale Moonlight. That was actually one that, uh, I was strongly considering. Yeah. As a nominee, too, so. All right, well, I'll, I'll take, I'll take the dub. right. win. Uh, the McLovin Award for the Best Supporting Performance, uh, I am McLovin. You said you had one better than I did. So yeah. I want to hear who you have. Oh, you want to hear who I have first? Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, I am uh, going to look up his name because I'm going to butcher it. Um, hold on a second. Uh, let's see here. I have to pull up my notes because, I'm, like I said, I, I'm not uh, as technologically savvy as uh, as you are with your iPad there.
0: Well, um, this was basically like I, I bought an iPad uh, – about a year ago, mm-hmm. simply just to be have something to watch uh, movies on, because mm-hmm. my kids basically check in the TV. So yeah, but um, now I've used it pretty much for the show,
2: <laughs>
0: and my well, kids I mean, watch TV on it. So at least you get some use out of it. That's always good.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean the ki- the kids at my house they have iPads, and I I don't have any tablet. It's just my laptop if I want anything. Um, uh, my uh, my McLovin is uh, Robert Wool for Alexander Knox.
0: Really? Okay. Yeah.
1: And the reason being is uh, he is literally at 100 the entire time. Like, it doesn't matter if he's talking to Bruce Wayne, if he's talking to Vicki Vale, and, like, his his sad attempts at trying to date Vicki Vale are also super funny throughout the entire movie.
0: Oh, yeah, he, him getting shot down every chance he gets is just cracks me up
1: he's the comic relief that isn't the Joker. Like he's, he's the, he's the regular everyday guy Mm -hmm. and you, you don't notice him until he's in a scene. And then you're just like, Oh yeah, he's like, he he leads this every scene that he's in. Uh, uh, Like I said before, uh, earlier in the podcast, one of my favorite things that he does is like, Hey, it's Bruce Wayne. Give me a grant. You know, Uh (laughs) that's that's such an awesome line. And like, he, he doesn't, like, hesitate or anything. And then Bruce Wayne, also with that same energy, is like, okay, Alfred, give this guy a grant. Um,
0: and uh, he is kind of a sleazeball when it comes to trying to date
1: he fail, but um
0: Yeah, I don't think his attempts would uh, go over too well in today's work work environment. But Right. Um, but uh, And he's also kind of uh, rude
1: about her trying to investigate the Batman. Mm. Um, but... I think that uh, like once he catches on to like what she's doing and everything going on in the news, he's kind of like that uh, that guy that wants to um, take credit for your project. <laughs>
0: <laughs> kind of like me at work. Like my work now. Like uh, they had to do a, a group project, and I didn't contribute a fucking single thing to it. But yeah, my name's on it. <laughs> exactly. I don't he's- care
1: he's, he's the kind of uh, Batman character that you don't get in any of the other movies either. Like after this movie, I don't, he, I don't think he's in Batman returns.
0: No, like you don't get, uh, he's not in any of the other ones at all, yeah. which I was surprised. Like I know they didn't kill him.
1: Right. But he's such a good character in this movie. I really liked him and he's not on screen for very long. So that's why I nominate him for the McLovin. I,
0: I thought about, I thought about him, but like, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. I either really enjoy his character or he gets on my nerves. I guess it depends on the kind of mood I'm in when I watch the movie. So I didn't nominate him. Um, I nominated uh, Michael Goo. Go? Mm -hmm. I don't know how to pronounce his name. But, hey, you know, it wouldn't be an episode without me fucking up somebody's last name. But Michael Gow. It's G-O-U-H. Yeah. We'll go with Michael Gow. uh, Alfred. Uh I liked him just because like he's kinda like how I've always pictured Alfred, yeah, and like if they made a movie you know beforehand reading Batman Comics as a kid, he's kinda like, oh, that's kind of like okay, they nailed Alfred, kind of like the paternal like he's like the grandfather figure, mm-hmm. um very, he seems to be very warm, and you can tell he loves Bruce Wayne, um the yeah. only knock I have against him is like Bruce and Vicky only go on like two dates, but then like he's wanting. Bruce to like tell her that he's Batman. Yeah. Like dude, come on man. Like they've only been out twice. And you want mm-hmm. him to marry and settle down? Like dude, let's pump the brakes a bit, dude.
1: Tell tell them I'm Batman is like sixth date kind of thing,
0: you know. Yeah, wouldn't it <laughs> I'd probably be something like <laughs> You know, like hey, uh, I'm just going to forewarn you, I'm going to propose to you, but there's something I have to tell you before you say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, go up until the, the proposal. Do you read the newspapers at all? Mm. Uh, you know that Batman guy. Uh, how, like, that that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm I'm the Batman. Come here, I'll show you and like take her to the fucking cave. And well, yes, no. You want to <laughs> think? Really want to think about it? I've got a lot of money. <laughs> You know that shitty Dodge Dart you drive? You can <laughs> consider that upgraded? Got the only good car in
1: the movie right here.
0: Um, for the best supporting performance, I'm okay giving it to uh, to Bob Wool. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we're a Hollywood show. We can call him Bob. Yeah, Bob. Uh, I'm okay giving it to him. I mean, he is he is probably the standout supporting performer in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. he's the one that like. Outside of uh, the three leads, like, he's the one that, like, I will always think of first. Yeah. And, I mean, in a movie like this, if you remember his character, he's done something okay, so.
1: Yeah, he's he's a secondary character that you actually remember.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, so, yeah, you, you've done your job. Yeah. And plus, uh, Alfred gets the time to shine later on in the movies. I mean, his story arc in Batman Robin's about the only redeeming thing in that piece of shit, but... <laughs>
1: So yeah, he's one of the uh, few actors that made it all the way there. I think him and uh, and uh, uh, Commissioner Gordon are pretty much the only two that make it all the way to Batman and Robin.
0: Well, now that you mention Commissioner Gordon, uh, that takes us to the Eric Stoltz Award for the performer that you would recast. Oh. And I would recast Pat Hingle as Commissioner Gordon.
1: Okay.
0: I, I don't know if it's just the way that the character is written in these movies, but... Uh, commissioner Gordon in this movie is fucking stupid. He's <laughs> yeah. not a very good police commissioner at all, and he's basically no. taking credit for Batman doing his job. Yeah. Yep. he is. I mean, the only time like he is, he botches the the bust at the, uh, the Axis chemical plant. Mm-hmm. That goes awry. Uh, one of his detectives gets shot, even though he knows he's fucking on the take. <laughs> still lets him there on the at the scene, lets him, like, doesn't shed a tear, he's killed. He just seems to be very inept. Yeah. And I just don't think he's that great in it. And it could be the fact that we get spoiled later on because I think Gary Oldman's fantastic as Commissioner Gordon oh. in the Dark Knight series. Yeah. And they get Jeffrey Wright to play uh, Commissioner Gordon in this new one. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, J.K. Simmons is Gordon in the – the DC extended universe too which JK's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he is. Doesn't make a nothing that that dude puts out is bad. I mean, the movie itself may be bad, but he's awesome, but I think yeah. we've been spoiled with good actors. as Commissioner Gordon and then like you look back it's like Pat Hingle. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. cast no. any no. of the other? um you know, I can't really think of I'm trying to think if somebody like that would be um, like a big enough star to where he could play a, a role like this, but not too big to where like he would be. Yeah. And, and that's the <laughs> thing. It's just trying to find somebody.
1: The only name that came to mind that was like around that era. Uh, and the only reason I, I thought of it was because of the mustache was Tom Selleck, but he's too big of a name, I think.
0: Yeah. At that point, Tom Selleck was still Magnum PI. So, and I Yeah, he had just come off of Three Men and a Baby, so he was kind of a a box office deal, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I couldn't really think of anybody to cast in that role. I'm sure once I sit and think about it, I'm sure somebody will come to mind. But Yeah, I would give Pat Hingle the axe. I
1: would agree with that. Uh,
0: I mean, the obvious choice would be... uh, I mean, actually, I think uh, the producers of Batman knew that this was a... uh, category when they made this because they ended up recasting Billy D. Williams later on.
1: Yeah. Well, actually there was a, uh, you know what bonus fact? Cause I, I totally, totally slipped my mind. Um, they gave the script to Michael Keaton, uh, for, uh, Batman forever. Uh, and he read Joel Schumacher, um, and, and him read through the script and he turned it down because he didn't like the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thought it didn't sound like you know the previous batman films and he didn't he also didn't want to be typecast as batman Mm -hmm. uh but uh he just no he was just like no i don't like the script at all and uh the same thing happened with uh billy d williams he had like a a contractual error um with uh one of his uh uh things uh with warner brothers i think and uh he uh he didn't want to Continue uh, working with Warner Brothers, um, and he was—he was supposed to be in Batman Forever. He was supposed to be Harvey Dent, and um, he just—he turned it down. He's like, "No, I don't want to—I don't want to do that anymore." And so they had to recast
0: Harvey Dent. And so, probably a good thing. For, I mean, it didn't really affect Tommy Lee Jones at all, but probably a right. good thing that Billy D. Williams didn't do that because that movie's a fucking train wreck too.
1: I'm actually. Honestly, one of the big reasons why it's a train wreck is Tommy Lee Jones.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> it's almost like uh, he's trying to compete with um, Jim Carrey, and I really wish that they would have taken a little bit of that energy and gave it to Val Kilmer. Yeah, because Val Kilmer is so essentially a statue in that movie.
1: He's so dry, and he's he, honestly like, if you watch it, he is stationary in most of the scenes, even as Batman. Mm. He doesn't very much so
0: he literally is a statue yeah like I used to love that movie when I was younger and like I've watched it since then I like this movie fucking sucks and it's almost as bad as Batman and Robin really in my eyes I hate Jim Carrey as the Riddler I hate Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face I hate Val Kilmer's Batman Chris O'Donnell's good I like Chris O'Donnell's Robin <laughs> and that's the only good redeeming thing about the movie yeah and it, the same can be said for Batman and Robin. I mean, Chris O'Donnell's the only decent thing in those two.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, do you have anybody that you would recast in this? Uh,
1: can I uh, future cast Billy D. Williams as as
0: uh, Harvey Dent? Hey, you know what? I would I would probably watch that and probably get a little bit more enjoyment out of it. Yeah. Honestly, like I love Tommy Lee Jones. I also like Billy D. Williams, even though. He plays a character that I find reprehensible. I am not a Lando Calrissian fan because he tried, he sold out Han and Leia and the crew in The Empire Strikes Back. But that's not really Billy D. But yeah, yeah. I, hell, I'd I'd watch it. Let's fucking redo it. All right, cool. I mean, I'm sure we can get uh, we can go to one of them cons. like, hey Billy D. We don't have a lot of money, <laughs> but but we're gonna. We're I've gonna got re- we've got five hundred bucks. <laughs> We're going to redo Batman Forever, and we hope that you want to play. <laughs> we gotta, we got to get Michael Keaton in on it, too. We'll just re- well, shoot off. Michael Keaton now is like, if we would have gotten Michael Keaton 10 years ago, we may have had a chance. Michael Keaton's back, so I don't think yeah. that's happening now.
1: He's he's going to be too big. He's going to be too much for our payroll.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, he just won an award last night, so yeah, we're not getting Michael Keaton now. <laughs> I got a
1: tenor and a box full of chicken McNuggets if you want to do our movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure like, okay, sold. <laughs> all right. Um, so you, did
1: you No, I didn't recast did, anybody. I couldn't think of anybody to recast, but looking back at it, I would wanna I would want a future cast, Billy D. Williams
0: Alright, well let's fucking uh, do it. That's gonna win just because it's Billy D. Williams. All right. Or we could have Lando Calrissian as two-face excellent yeah see look crossover crossover (laughs) event (laughs) all right um i didn't really have any unsolved mysteries of the movie because i mean they make four or three sequels to it so it's like we know batman goes on to fight crime in gotham
2: yeah
0: um i thought about for a minute like the uh, scene where the Joker gets killed at the end—what was the laughing box? Was that like he got the last laugh? Is he coming back? I'm yeah, like, eh. I didn't really fucking—I um, didn't think too much about it. So I'm like, it's fuck comic book movie. They can bring him back if they wanted to. I I do
1: have one that uh, spans all of Batman media, not just this particular movie, but this movie, this movie too, because um the way that the bat Batcar has to go into the Batcave, um, uh, but. The Batcave seems to have uh, a plethora of just bottomless pits, and there are no railings anywhere. <laughs> and you know,
0: why hasn't Bruce Wayne fallen in the Batcave? Uh, so I would be more worried about Alfred falling in there. <laughs> right, Alfred's yeah. not. Alfred's no spring chicken, and like his eyesight can't be great. Yeah, old. <laughs> it's like. Okay,
1: well, Alfred died falling in a bottomless pit in a cave underneath my house, but you know,
0: can't tell anybody cause I'm Batman, Master Wayne, I seem to have shattered three vertebrae <laughs> all right, now it's
1: time to rewrite the the plot of Batman and Robin. He's not sick he just he fell
0: in the back cave, <laughs> yeah, well, actually, we could've just made Batman and Robin where they re they make the uh the Batcave, like, safer for people to be in there. Like, you know, they have, like, those, um, <laughs> like, those bath mats so you don't yeah. slip in the bathtub. Like, those are, like, on the floor, so, like, you get traction and yeah, there's yeah. rails and...
1: The bat car even goes through a waterfall, so there's water in the bat cave.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure Alfred has slipped once or twice. <laughs> Although it does uh, also lend a question, too. Uh, we obviously know that Gotham City... It gets cold in the winter because they prove that in Batman Returns. Right. Does that shit ice over? It's got to. How does he get through? Uh,
1: he's got to have, like, some kind of thing on the front of the Batmobile, some button he pushes that, like, breaks the ice to go through that waterfall.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you have something that can heat the water so it doesn't freeze over, you can't put a fucking railing in there for poor Alfred? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, he has to like he gives him a sandwich, so I mean, he has to walk through there. And in, in um And I don't think Alfred's wearing Jordans in there. He's got those but you know, those classy dress shoes, so
1: Exactly. And they all those dress shoes, you know, they don't have any traction on
0: them. Oh no. If anybody has watched professional wrestling, namely The Rock, where do the people's elbow in dress shoes. They're pretty slippery. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I can imagine if they slide in a wrestling ring, they're definitely going to be sliding in the Batcave.
1: And then you're going to go down into those bottomless pits? Yep. And, and, and too, like, in, in Batman Forever, uh, uh, the way that uh, um, Val Comer gets into the Batcave, he uh, uses a chair, and the chair, like, kind of turns into the chute, and then, like, the chute turns into, like, this pod that goes down into the Batcave, which is really cool, but kind of unnecessary. You think Alfred uses one of those cuz I don't think Alfred could
0: handle it. Oh that. no, Alfred's not doing that. I mean, he's I imagine he's probably got some kind of heart issue. <laughs> probably just uses the stairs.
1: Has like one of those uh one of those things that uh one of those seats that goes down the railing just for, you know for those elderly people that can't walk down the stairs, they have uh one of those little motorized seats that just gently goes down the Maybe. The,
0: the railing of the chair. Maybe. They have the uh, the William Shakespeare head, and Alfred slides down the pole. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're shitting on Batman now. So, well, I mean, yeah, but
1: these, these are logical plot holes, though. We need some railings in the Batcave. That's a that's an unsolved. Yeah,
0: part. make it friendly for people. You know, like no one should have to go down there and worry about their safety. I mean, you're in there with arguably the greatest superhero of all time. You should feel safe. Right. No matter what. You shouldn't <laughs> have to worry about your footing or falling into a fucking like uh, some bottomless pit that you'll never escape from.
1: <laughs> How do they keep the bat poop off the the computers? Uh, okay, <laughs> enough on Yeah, I
0: am I say we're we're digging, we're going down a rabbit hole now. I was like <laughs> What are the bats eating when they're down there? Like, <laughs> does Alpha make them dinner too? Like... <laughs> All right, uh, the final award. Uh, we've gone a little long, but it's okay because we've had a, a, a good time doing this. Uh, the I'm uh, the King of the World award for who wins the movie for I'm the King of the World for you. So I'm going to uh, let you uh, lead off first. Who wins the movie for you? Um,
1: so. Uh, I, I have a couple of nominees, and I'm not sure who I want to win the movie, so I'm going to defer to you uh, based on um, who you have lined up. Um, the first one I'm going to pick is um, Jack Nicholson, because obviously he's still winning from this movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, I don't know uh, if you're much of a uh, baseball fan, but there's a player named Bobby Bonilla mm-hmm. who retired fucking long ago. Still gets a one point two million dollar paycheck from the New York Mets. Yeah, every year. Yep, he gets a paycheck from them, and that is what we call a win. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, Jack Nicholson, same thing.
1: <laughs> he he literally wins this movie, uh, but um, I also had uh, Tim Burton down, um, just because um, he his style of movie making um had revitalized batman as a, a a franchise um as and and in turn like revitalized dc comics i know that superman was a fair success and everything but like after this batman like we were saying before superhero movies just
0: they got. took off after that everybody wanted a piece of that pie yeah
1: so tim burton uh, basically won this movie for DC and for himself too, because um, it was the perfect um, superhero for him to take on with his kind of uh, uh, art style.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, I believe this was his third feature length movie too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause he did the Frank and weenie short Peewee's big adventure, Beetlejuice Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I think his style ended uh to the uh to Batman very well. Um, I really wish that they would have let him like he would have done the sequels outside of Returns. I think they might have turned out better.
1: I think he was a producer on at least forever, but I, after that, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, you can really tell like you know like Joel Schumacher's style, and Joel Schumacher a good director. And I think uh, I remember reading he got kind of shoehorned into doing that style from Warner brothers. Yeah. It's not the movie he wanted to make.
1: Yeah. And you can't yeah. copy Tim Burton's style. You just right. can't.
0: Right. Um, both good choices. I would have also, uh, they, uh, warranted strong consideration from me. Um, mm-hmm. I nominated Michael Keaton. Okay. Um, simply because like we discussed that, uh, 50,000 plus people thought that he was a bad casting choice. Mm -hmm. The creator of Batman itself didn't think he was a very good choice. And he goes on to, I think, really, when you talk to anybody that watches like superhero movies, like, you know, our big circle of friends does too, uh, most of us are going to say that Keaton's Batman's the best. Yeah. Maybe not the best when you term the whole character with Bruce Wayne, but just the Batman portrayal Mm -hmm. would be Michael Keaton. And I I think just the fact that, you know, he went in, kind of had a chip on his shoulder, and he just fucking rocked it. Yeah. I mean, everything about that Batman is fucking awesome. The suit, the gadgets, the Batmobile, he's really good in it. He didn't have to sell, like, he didn't have to use the voice. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think... He wins just because, I think if he does fail, then I don't think we're getting right. I I mean I think eventually we would have gotten the Dark Knight movies, but I think if Batman would have failed, I think comic book movies in general would have gotten set back. We may have not gotten the we Marvel have gotten- Cinematic Universe, or we may have not gotten the Dark Knight trilogy, or the yeah. X-Men or Spider-Man or anything like that.
1: I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it to yours because you, you're, you drive a convincing argument. Like it's bat. The name of the movie is Batman. If Batman doesn't work, then it.
0: Right. It yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, Jack's going to be good no matter what. So.
1: Yeah. And, and he's not the reason why, uh, he's not the complete reason why the movie did so well. And, and he wasn't even in the
0: second one. So, mm. I mean, you know, I, I would agree with you. Michael okay. All right. Get two dubs tonight. All right. <laughs> um. Well, uh, we need to wrap this up. We've ran a little long. So before we go, Adam, do you have anything you want to add before we, we let the people go?
1: Yeah, I, I would like to add that uh, while uh, a lot of people's favorite uh, um, superhero movies are going to be the newer Marvel movies or um, Spider-Man or um, Dark Knight, this is still... Uh, in my top, at least top three even, uh, favorite superhero movies of all time. And I think that without this movie, we don't get any of the other ones anyways. So um, I would just like to uh, say that uh, this deserves um, just a little bit higher praise than than uh, most other superhero movies, even if it's not your favorite or even your favorite Batman.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like, I think if you haven't seen these, which... There's a good chance a lot of people listen to us probably haven't Um, go check them out. I mean, if anything, you could see how the comic book genre has evolved from 1989 to 2021. And like you said, like most people are going to say that the the Marvel stuff is their favorites. Which I, I mean, I could see that. I mean, my son like he's all about you know the Marvel Cinematic Universe too. So I can see where people love those, but like. I don't know Batman just has has a special place in my heart, and like the fact that I've seen this movie ten times in a movie theater is kind of. I was the kickstart for me being a, a movie fan. It could be the genesis of this show. So, yeah, I mean, check them out. They're worth a watch for sure. At least the first two. Don't watch three, and don't watch Batman and Robin. Don't watch Batman Forever. Don't watch Batman and Robin. You're you're good.
1: After the first two, you're solid.
0: Yeah, just skip right past the other two and start on the Chris Nolan stuff. <laughs> You'd be happy that you did. Yes. All right. Well, until next week, guys, we will talk at you later. And that's going to wrap up this week's episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. We want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to us each and every week. Uh, we do have some news to share with you guys and gals that, uh, the Couch Potato podcast is going to go on a temporary hiatus. Uh, I'm not sure how long it's going to be. Could be a few weeks, could be a few months. I know just uh, Lucas and I have a ton of stuff going on right now. Uh, Scheduling is getting a little bit more difficult for us to get together and record episodes. So, uh, him and I decided to take a little break so we can recharge and refocus our attention on the show. Uh, we want to thank all of you for tuning in for all 57 of our episodes. We can't thank you enough for the support that you guys have shown us over the last year and a half. I, I'm i overwhelmed. So um, thank you once again, guys and gals. So uh, keep an eye out on our social media pages. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, we'll give you guys some updates here once we get ready to relaunch. So please go back, enjoy all of our old episodes, and I hope you guys enjoy the Batman as much as we did. So uh, until we see you guys sooner rather than later, cheers.